Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. He gets so crazy at times. It sounds like... You yell back at your radio. What are you talking about? What the hell? He gets so angry. You tweet to try and calm him down. Now, he gets an hour all to himself. It's Sparky's Midday Madness on the fan with Steve Sparky Pfeiffer. Presented by the Milwaukee Admirals. Visit them at milwaukeeadmirals.com. Welcome in Sparky's Midday Madness presented to you by the Milwaukee Admirals. Going to the game on Sunday. Looking forward to that. Five o'clock puck drop. And I found out that they've got a special giveaway for kids. So the first so many fans that get there. You ever see those, um, what are those things called? Those uh, pop-it things that you that you can buy in the stores, whatever they're like, five, ten bucks, whatever the case may be. They have pop-it pencil boxes. Uh, that they're going to be giving away uh, for the kids coming up on Sunday. So uh, looking forward to that. So uh, I want to have some fun on today's show. I'm going to play back Ryan Wood uh, maybe in a half hour or so uh, if we have time. But I want to do something different and fun uh, and a little loose. So a couple different reasons. First reason uh, is because during the Wendy's Big Show today, I was um, looking on social media, looking at Twitter, whatever the case may be, and saw that the new Top Gun movie is coming, Maverick. Uh, Adam, are you a Top Gun guy? Have you seen Top Gun? I have seen it. I am not the biggest fan, although my best friend and two-time roommate from UW Lacrosse is a huge, huge goose guy. guy. Okay, huge goose guy. Dead. Um. So, okay, so Top Gun, love the movie. I've seen it a, a ton of times, obviously. Okay. So now they're doing a, another one with Tom Cruise in it as Maverick, the whole deal. He gets to come back and, you know, be a teacher or whatever the case may be. Uh, but he's in the movie. So... Uh, saw the trailer for it, getting all excited. It's coming out on my birthday, jacked. Then we also had yesterday, uh, Rami and I were talking about on Sunday was the anniversary of White Men Can't Jump. That was made in like 92 or something like that uh, back in the day. Uh, and Rami Makhlouf, who's coming up at three for the Rami show, uh, had said that he watched it. Sunday night. So when the Oscars were on, he was watching White Men Can't Jump again because it had been a while since he'd seen it. Now, that's another movie that is always on TV, right? You can always find White Men Can't Jump on the weekend somewhere. Some channel, somebody has it. And then, obviously, you know, we're blessed here having Marcus Johnson uh, as the analyst for the Milwaukee Bucks because, obviously, he was uh, in the movie as well. And his, you know, one of his famous lines is, I'm going to go get my gun and shoot all you, blah, blah, blah. Right, uh, and the, the the playground empties out. Everybody goes running over the fences and leaves, and whatever the case may be. So that is one of those movies I think where 
you can just think of different lines from that movie and you could probably recite different lines from that movie, right? I mean, I would say that's one of them. Top Gun, probably another one that maybe you can recite some of those lines from. So I want to do something fun. So I want you all to call in and I got a bunch of drops from a bunch of different movies. I'm fully prepared for this. Hopefully I have enough drops for all the different movies that are going to be brought up. But I, I want to know what movie or movies can you call up and quote lines from on the spot right now that, oh man, I could give you five lines from The Godfather. I can give you three lines from this movie. I, I want to see who really knows the most uh, about different movies that they claim they know the most about. I, for one, I'm not very good at this. Like, I, I would be horrible at it. But White Men Can't Jump is one of those movies that everybody remembers uh, different lines from. You are the greatest, Cindy. Thank you. But I'm feeling so lucky. Four in a row. You know something? This is like the luck of the Irish, really. I'm not Irish, so you figure it out. I don't know. Right? So that's obviously one of the lines from White Men Can't Jump as well. So let's see how how good the audience is. Doesn't have to be sports movies. The only thing is, and I emphasize, can't have swearing, right? We're on radio, so no swearing, okay? But anything other than that, let's see how good everybody is. We used to have a couple of guys that I worked with uh, back in the day that were huge Seinfeld fans. Huge Seinfeld fans. And literally who would almost give you the entire dialogue for different Seinfeld episodes while at work at the radio station. And it blew my mind, really, because I was like, how could anybody watch that much TV of one show and be able to quote lines back? Now, I, for one, watch a lot of Cosby. I know. Save me the lecture. But I still watch a a lot of Cosby reruns. I've seen all of them a a ton of times. A ton. I still don't think I could quote lines from that TV show. But I know many of you can quote lines from different movies and so forth. So that's why I'm anxious. 414-799-1250. 414-799-1250. Tweet us at 1250AM the fan. Let's see how many lines you can quote from some of your favorite movies. Maybe White Men Can Jump or Top Gun uh, are some of those. Let's go to Shane, South Milwaukee. You are next here on Sparky's Midday Madness, presented to us by the Milwaukee Admirals. What's going on, Shane? What's up, Sparky? How you doing, buddy? Uh, I'm doing great. I I wanted to hit. I wanted to start it off with a non-sports movie, and that movie is Austin Powers, the first one. All right. So, which one do you want to do? I've got probably 30 cuts from that movie. What do you got? I'm talking about the opening line from the first Austin Powers movie. Doctor Evil in the lair. He says, uh, "Ladies and gentlemen, I have gathered here before me the world's deadliest assassins." Yet each of you has failed to bring me Austin Powers. That makes Dr. Evil angry. And when Dr. Evil gets angry, Mr. Bigglesworth gets upset. And when Mr. Bigglesworth gets upset, people die. (laughs) That's a good one. All right, good. So Austin Powers uh, is the first one. Uh, Thanks for the call here. So there's, I've got a lot of different ones uh, from Austin Powers. Uh, here in front of me. I got this. Let this be a reminder to you all that this organization will not tolerate failure. Will not tolerate failure. Now, if you ever listen to anything that I do, and in fact, Adam Roberts and I were having a conversation the other day about what they call drops uh, in radio, right? And what that means is stuff like that, what I just played, uh, or the uh sound effect that Gary and Leroy uh, like playing, or... Uh, this thing that we made up uh, for Leroy. Plug me up to the wall. Yeah, the spin cycle uh, thing for uh, Leroy Butler. He has been in spin cycle since he's been in the Hall of Fame, so uh, maybe he's done doing spin cycle stuff. But that type of stuff, a lot of drops. Um, I don't like drops in my sports talk radio. I'm not a big fan of it. But for this topic, I do like it. Because uh, it makes sense and we can have some fun and not be so serious talking Packers 24-7 or uh, something else along those lines. Do you have a movie uh, that you can quote? Is that one of your special traits, Adam Roberts? Uh, a few of them. I already have the drop that I'm going to do. If you come back and ask me for my line, I've already got it ready to roll. You've already got it? Mm-hmm. Huh. In the two minutes that I had before the show where you told me what we were going to do, I was like, I know exactly what one I want to do. Right. And I think to me, 
I'm anxious to see what movies are the most popular that people actually remember uh, different things from. Because, uh, again, I'm not very good at this. I'll be the first one to tell you I'm not very good at this one way or the other. But, like, for instance, Rocky is another one um, that has a ton of lines in it that you can back go back and relate to, right? Yo, Adrian, it's me, Rocky. Right, so, yo, Adrian, it's me, Rocky. That's that's one that everybody uh, remembers, obviously, uh, one way or the other uh, from that movie and people quote, or this one. It's over. You can tell it's over until it's over. Where's that from, the 80s? It's probably in the 70s. So that's another one uh, that people remember from uh, Rocky. Uh, here's another one that's uh, kind of famous with Rocky. Rocky, if this is something that you got to do, then you do it. Fighters fight. Fighters fight. That's another one. A- again, and these are from all the different Rocky movies, obviously, that we've kind of uh, put together over the course of time. What movies can you quote lines from that you and your buddies do, similar to like White Men Can Jump, um, that we can have some fun with. 414-799-1250. You can also tweet us uh, at 1250AMTheFan. All of those uh, work as far as to get on and quote lines from different movies. I think TV shows may be more uh, of a thing where people can create can quote TV shows more, maybe, uh, than the other way around with movies. All right, so while I, while Adam lines up the calls, and you can get on, get in if you can fit in, 414-799-1250. Uh, let me tell you all about my good friends over at Young Express. Uh, they are always uh, looking to bring on people and right now looking to work with some full-time independent contractors. You become a successful transporter of expedited freight. That means you go from point A to point B. Have you ever thought about becoming your own boss? Now is the time. It's time to join the Young Express team. Live a stress-free lifestyle. Put the windows down. Turn up the radio to the fan. And drive, baby, drive. And get paid for it, too. Now, my Young Express, well, they have a 24-7 dispatch team. They're extremely dedicated. Take it very personal to keep drivers moving. If you're not moving, you're not making any money. You can drive locally, regionally, or even nationwide. Now, the farther you drive the more money you make. But you can still make really good money driving locally. With minimal investment in your own vehicle, Young Express will provide you all the training necessary for you to become a successful transporter of expedited freight. They're looking for full-time independent contractors. Join the Young Express team today. You can find them at youngexpress.com. That's J-U-N-G express.com. Young Express, success drives them. TJ in Wauwatosa leads us off next here on Sparky's Midday Madness, presented to you by the Milwaukee Admirals. All right, we're back. Sparky's Midday Madness, presented to you by the Milwaukee Admirals, live from the Lakeland University Studios, offering evening and online master's programs. Learn more at lakeland.edu slash get started. White man can jump the anniversary with Sunday. New Top Gun movie coming out called Maverick with Tom Cruise. Uh, the trailer is online today for that one. That one debuts uh, on May 27th. Another very popular movie, obviously, with Top Gun. So I wanted to have some fun here on The Madness. What lines can you quote from some of your favorite movies? Now, this one from Star Wars is one obviously everybody knows. I am your father. Right? I am your father. Darth Vader. Everybody remembers that movie or that line from Star Wars. What is it for you? 414-799-1250. 414-799-1250. Tweet us at 12:50 a.m. The fan, TJ, and while Watosa, you're next on Sparky's Midday Madness. What's up, TJ? What's going on, Sparky man? I haven't talked to you in a couple of years, but how you doing today, bro? Doing good, man. Phone number's always been the same. We haven't changed it. We're good. Okay, I just been working though. That's but, good. We all need to work. I'm with you on that. What you got? Yeah, but my line from a movie. I'm gonna go back to. So since he got slapped on Sunday, Chris Tucker. We're gonna go back to Friday. The oh, one famous yeah. line he had is. She talking about she looked like talking about she looked like Janet Jackson. She looked more like Freddie Jackson. That's, <laughs> that's, that's a good one, Miss Ryan. Yeah, I just want to say one thing, Sparky, before I get off. Don't panic about the Packers wide receiver situation because they're gonna get some wide receivers. I trust uh, Gutenkos. They're gonna get some wide receivers. I see them drafting two or three receivers, and they're gonna be all right. We already a Super Bowl contender, so don't worry, Sparky. I know you. You know, TJ, day. this is the thing, and we're gonna maybe I'll bring this up tomorrow. We need to do our research a little bit here. Go back and look at wide receiver draft picks by Brian Goodikin since he's been the general manager. 
and right. then tell me how confident we feel that he is going to get it right in the draft. I mean, he has not had a good history of drafting think, wide receivers. I think he's going to get it right this year because I, I, he got he got to get it right. You know, that Super Bowl contender is either Super Bowl or bust. And you know, if he don't get it right, I think that's going to be Gruden's job. It could be. That's just me. I don't that's think Gruden Kuntz loses his job until after the next quarterback after Rodgers. That's so? that's how he'll be judged. You think they what? You think they're gonna keep Jordan Love? No, no, no. I, don't, I wouldn't keep Jordan Love. I, I I let him play all season, get him some reps, yes, and shop him to another team that's next off season. Yeah, you want him to have a great preseason, and you want to have him maybe get some reps in the regular season if the Packers are blowing somebody out or whatever the case may be. That's kind of what you want at this point, TJ. Thanks for the call. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't see any reason to trade him now. Now watch, you'll trade him on draft night and whatever, but. I, I think you can build his stock and get more value, you know, if he has a great preseason. Think back to like the Matt Hasselbeck and Mark Brunel preseasons. That that's what you want him to do. Look like that. Look like he's an NFL starter based on how well he played in preseason. Show the improvement from what you saw in the regular season uh, into the preseason. Now again, we're talking about Rodgers uh, having to build chemistry with these young rookie wide receivers. Him and Jordan Love are going to be on the same page there. They're both going to have to build chemistry with the rookie wide receivers because the rookie wide receivers are going to play. And that's the other aspect of this. We had Ryan Wood on earlier, and I'll play that back for you coming up uh, in the next segment uh, from the Wendy's Big Show. And he and I went back and forth on this in the interview about, well, you know, Rodgers isn't going to be at any of the OTAs. Rodgers thinks he can be at training camp and it'll be good enough. Okay, fine. But 12 also doesn't like playing in these preseason games. So we're going to build chemistry in non-game situations, in scrimmages, in training camp, and he ain't going to play in the preseason games and build chemistry in game situations with said rookie receivers? Like, to me, that's that's crazy. If, if their answer to wide receiver are rookies, then Rodgers has to play in preseason games. Simple has to play in preseason games in order for this to work at the end of the day. Because if not, you're just, you're putting yourself in more of a disadvantage, I think. And I realize how good he is. I realize, you know, he's won four MVPs and all this other stuff. I get all of that. But working with dudes you've never worked with before, and then you're not going to play preseason games, if that's what he decides, I think that's a huge mistake. Notebook Mike, you are next here on Sparky's Midday Madness, presented to you by the Milwaukee Admirals. What's up, Notebook Mike? He's my pain, Sparky, after Bart ripped me a new one. He wants to go Will Smith on me now. What did you do to Bart? Nothing. Well, he doesn't want to slap you just for just because he wants to slap you. You must have done something to That's irritate him. That's odyssey. I just asked him some questions about sports. Well, enough of him. Okay, good. Let's move on. Good. That is a good thing, enough of him. Uh Top Gun, I, I feel the need, the need for speed. Yes, that's definitely yeah. one. Yeah. There's not really mem- a lot of memorable lines in there. But uh, Shawshank Redemption, you can't go a week where that ain't on TV. Yeah, that's on all the time, too. Yes. And I can recite my fi- five favorite movies are all mob movies, like Goodfellas, Godfather, Carlito's Way. Sure. Johnny Brasco. I can turn the volume down and I can say every word. You know, like Joe Pesci. Okay, I'm going to give you a quote. Tell me where it's from. Frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. Oh, gone with the wind. All right. Here's looking at you, kid. Casablanca. Very good. You're going to need a bigger boat. Jaws. See, you got this on lock. But my favorite scene in all my mom movies is Joe Pesci. What do you mean? I, I amuse you? Yes, that's a good one. I, well, the way, the way you tell the story. Oh, so you think I'm funny? I'm funny like a clown, and then the rest is F-bombs. Yep. But or another one from quick. Godfather. I'm going to make an offer you can't refuse. Or he can't refuse, well, I should say. that's too easy. Yep, that's, that's another uh, one. Real quick, uh, you were talking about Trav? Talking about who? Trav. I wasn't talking about Trav, no. Oh, I thought you said he got suspended. Uh, No, I don't think so. Oh. No. Because he was on the air 
right after that happened. You're talking about Travin Brown Deer? Yeah, dropping yeah. the S word. Yeah, I think I, you were talking about, you're referring to Rami. No, I, I, I don't know anything about that. Thanks for the call, Notebook Mike. What is he talking about, Adam? So that promo that we're running that Sam put together of oh. Trav dropping a bleeper. Oh, oh, oh yeah. yeah. Trav, Trav tends to swear. Um, I wish he wouldn't because it makes everybody's life a lot more difficult and trying to get it from not going on the air. You have to hit the dump button, and if you know said host isn't quick enough to do it or just decides he's not going to do it, uh, then that leads to problems for everybody involved, like myself. So be good if you don't swear. Uh, Adam, you said you've been sitting on your line or lines from different movies. What do you got? So I'm assuming that you, as well as people from a certain time long ago, all see, saw. Yeah, th- say that like that. Long ago. Like I'm like. Long ago in a distant yeah, land. Okay, look, I had color TV when I was growing up. All right. What do you okay, got? I, sorry. Um, but everyone has seen, I think, who listens to the station, Airplane. Yes. Great, great, great movie. Probably not a lot of the 20-something-year-olds, but yes. Uh, but it is it is my second favorite movie of all time. Good for you. That When did that thing come out? 70s? 1980. 80. So, yeah. Leslie okay. Nielsen yeah. in that is absolutely phenomenal, especially considering his previous body of work and how nervous he was to do the role before he ended up doing the movie. Ultimately, though, this is the line that does it for me. This woman has to be gotten to a hospital. A hospital? What is it? It's a big building with patients, but that's not important right now. Oh, yeah, yeah. That dude then did the Naked Gun series, obviously, mm-hmm. later. Um, that was hugely funny and popular. Another one that I think um, is probably very quotable from a lot of people is Major League. I, I would bet that if you went into a bar uh, with a bunch of dudes drinking or whatever the case may be and said, quote a line from Major League, I bet you people could probably quote lines from Major League. I still have yet to go to fourth base on National and check out all the stuff that they have yes. there from the movie. Good tie-in. Yes, that's absolutely correct. Great food over there uh, at fourth base uh, for certain. Um, yeah, so that's a that's another movie I think is very quotable, at least around here, because it was filmed here at County Stadium and the whole deal, as we all know. So I, I think that's another one that, that people really like. There's no place like home, right? We all know that one. Wizard of Oz is another one. First rule of Fight Club is... You don't talk about Fight Club. You don't talk about right. That. I mean, that's that's another one. That's a uh, another one that's that's uh, very good. I think that everybody um, remembers and so forth. There's a lot of good ones. I've just never been very good at. It. We'll always have Paris, Casablanca, uh, Bond, James Bond. That's easy. Uh, that's another one. I'll be back uh, from the Terminator is another one. Yeah, there's a bunch of them that you can. Um, Go back and think about. And that's why I get so excited sometimes, not all the time, but sometimes I get really excited when you have these newer movies like Top Gun um, that are coming out. Now, a new new movie of White Men Can't Jump, not all that excited about. The Top Gun movie with Maverick in it with Tom Cruise, that I get excited about. That I get excited about. I get very excited uh, about that for sure. Uh, Evan tweets at Sparky Radio and at 1250 AM the fan. We used to be able to quote the entire hangover movie to each other. Probably still could quote about 50% from memory. Dang. Maybe one day we'll talk about movies that, you know, everybody hasn't seen, that everybody else has seen. You know, those movies where everybody's like, you haven't seen The Godfather or you haven't seen whatever, Major League, or whatever the case may be. To me, that is uh, one of those movies. I've not watched The Hangover from start to end, ever. I've seen parts of The Hangover, but I've never watched it from start to end. Jeff in Greendale, you're next on Sparky's Midday Madness. What do you got for a quote uh, from a movie that you like since uh, Major League's anniversary was on Sunday? Uh, okay, hey, afternoon, Jen. Uh, Sparky, good to talk to you. Sure. Uh it's mine's got two of them from the same movie. My all-time favorite for me is Planes, Trains, and Automobiles, where they're sleeping in the bed. Where's the other hand? Between two pillows. Yes. Those aren't pillows. Yes. I and remember that, that one. In yes. that same movie uh, is when they get picked up by uh, the sun comes and picks them up, and they're freezing outside. And then uh, they got that big chest that they got to throw in the back of the truck. And he, the guy tells his wife to get out and help the kids. And they're like, oh, to help them pick it up. And they're like, no, 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 we got it. He's like, she might be short and skinny, but she's strong. She gave birth to a child and came out sideways, and she didn't scream a bit. And they're like, oh, okay, great, great. We got it. We got it. <laughs> here's, that line you were, here's that line you were talking about.
Adele. Oh. Oh. Why did you kiss my ear? Why are you holding my hand? Where's your other hand? Between two pillows. <laughs> Those aren't pillows. Oh my god, that's a funny movie. That is a that is. funny, funny Thanks, movie. Thanks, Mark. You betcha, Jeff. Take care. There's Jeff in Greendale. Planes, trains, and automobiles. Uh, yeah, that is really good. Three Amigos, that's another funny movie I thought was really funny. I'm glad he mentioned Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. That got me thinking back to this place. There's a breakfast place in La Crosse called The Breakfast Club. Another quotable movie for Great some. Great movie, yes. And they have all of these old, um, these paints, these paintings of different movie quotes from that particular decade. And Those Aren't Pillows is one of them. And I think that also is the name of their eggs Benedict. Really? On the menu. Oh, that's cute. I like that. Yeah, that's good stuff. All right. Take a quick time out. Come back on the other side. We'll let you hear uh, from Packers uh, beat reporter Ryan Wood, beat writer, I guess, uh, will join us coming up next. Uh, he was on with Gary Leroy uh, and myself earlier today. Actually, it was just me and Gary because Leroy hadn't been here yet. So uh, Ryan Wood live from the owners' meetings earlier today. Next here on Sparky's Midday Madness presented to you by the Milwaukee Admirals. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Sparky's Midday Madness presented to you by the Milwaukee Admirals. Steve Sparky, Fiverr with you. Adam Roberts, executive producer, other side of the glass. The power of 1250 AM, the fan. Just got a tweet from a guy, uh, Rick, who said, Thanks for talking about the new Top Gun. I work at Skydance Studios, who are the makers of the movie. You're welcome, Rick. Thanks for... Thanks for listening. Can't wait to go see it. It's on my birthday, the 27th of May. So looking forward uh, to going and seeing that. And then on the 28th, the very next day, I'm going to see Eric Church at American Family Field. Don't be jealous. Eric Church is awesome. Just love me some Eric Church. Uh, okay, so let's hear from Ryan Wood, Packers beat reporter for the Green Bay Press-Gazette. He's been down at the owners' meetings, NFL owners' meetings, uh, enjoying some warm weather. Uh, some palm trees and all that fun stuff. Uh, and he joined Gary and myself earlier, back in the first hour of the Wendy's Big Show, whatever that's been a lo- uh, ago, five hours ago, whatever, uh, and four hours ago. And he talked about uh, what exactly he does all day because I brought up to him, like, what do you do? Like, I understand LaFleur and uh, talked this morning and, you know, Goody talked yesterday. Okay, so I get that, but what do you do the, the rest of the time you're at the owners' meetings? So, all right, funny story. Uh, after the AFC breakfast yesterday, uh, 
go and have breakfast, eat something. It's really early in the morning. Um, pull up a table. There's someone uh, covering a, a team, I think the Dolphins, for a TV outlet there, and a couple people at SNY covering the Jets. And there's this lady, and we're talking shop, right? And there's, there's this other lady here. Uh, and I turned to her. She's, she's been quiet during the conversation. I, I, I go, you know, which team are, are you here with? She said, I'm aside, here, I'm here aside a coach. It was Ron Rivera's wife. So nice. you never know who you, yeah, you never, you never, yeah, she, she, she was, she was happy. She was about to go golf, you know, so you oh, never wow. know who you, everyone in the NFL is here for really. It's, it's the best event on the NFL calendar. Um, it's very relaxed, very chilled Florida. Uh, it's, it's a good time. Yeah. It's, I'm watching uh head coach's photo breakdown here uh, in front of a big water fountain. Good morning football and NFL. Yeah. Number. And yeah, everybody seems to be in a good mood. I, I will say this, uh, looking at some of the responses or stories that are out there uh, regarding the wide receiver position, Matt LaFleur talked a little bit about it, said they need a lot of speed. What's your take on the draft uh, in the first round and in what they may do? Receivers, obviously, the biggest need that they have, and there's, it's a pretty distant number one need, but it's not the only one. I mean, they, they need another body a talented body at edge uh they might need a right tackle you know from what brian gudekin said yesterday yash nyman's going to get an opportunity there but they, they they don't have the depth that they did at that position a year ago I mean, it turns out yash nyman was a really 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 good third tackle and, and now they, they just don't have that uh so that that's a need uh, and if you look at the, the packers historically in the draft especially ted thompson and brian gudekin's comes from the ted thompson tree they tend to go big bodies first. So just because they need a receiver, by far their biggest need, doesn't mean the first pick has to be receiver. It could be. I mean, this could be the year, the first year since Javon Walker in 2003, 2004, uh, that they actually go into the first round four receiver. But but don't be surprised if it's not. Don't be surprised if those first two picks are an edge rusher and a right pack. This is a really deep receiver class. Yes, they're absolutely going to go into this class and, and use premium picks to, to fill that position. But it doesn't have to be at 22 and 28. I think it's going to be very interesting to see how the runs go at that position. Keep in mind, when they drafted Jordan Love, Brian Gudikins didn't go into that draft determined to draft Jordan Love. It wasn't like the, the, the first team got on the clock and all of a sudden got to get a quarterback. He wanted a receiver. But Justin Jefferson was off the board. Brandon Ayuk was off the board. The run at receiver happened before he could get on the clock and get a chance to pick. He got Jordan Love. So keep, keep pay attention to the receiver run. It's going to happen in, in, in this draft class, and it's going to be very interesting to see how Brian Gutekind adjusts that. We talk, Go ahead. Good, we talked a little bit about two today already um, with Rodgers and his involvement. Do you think Rodgers should have some say in this draft pick if it's about the receivers that he wants to play with, or do you think that's already in motion? It would be smart to get his opinion. Um, you know, he's entering his 15th season as starting quarterback. He, he knows what receivers click well with him. So not to say that he should make the pick. That's Brian right. Gutekind's right. job. But Agreed. what Brian Gutekind said yesterday, I, I, I asked him if, if Aaron Rodgers knew about Devontae Adams' trip. He said it's been a partnership for a, a year now and that th- those are, you know, he, he spoke greatly of, of being involved in, in matters relating to people that, that affect his job, and, and, and that was an, a great example of that. This is another one. Uh, the, the, whoever they draft a receiver, that's going to affect his job. There's no question. So, yeah, I mean, getting his opinion smart. Here's the other thing. Be a good year for Aaron Rodgers to participate in the offseason program. I'm not holding my breath. I, I don't think that's going to happen, but it's going to be an absolute crash course. It's, it's conceivable that two of the top three receivers next year could be rookies. It's going to be an absolute crash course for a quarterback who's talked all the time about trusting who he's throwing the ball to, to get up to speed, get them up to his standard, to build that trust and that chemistry. Uh, and you know, Matt Lafleur, I, I asked Matt Lafleur this morning if if he needs Aaron Rodgers to be part of the offseason program, and he's not drawing that hard line. I uh, think that there's enough time in training camp, but it, it would be beneficial if if you can get on the ground and start laying that foundation in the spring. This would be the year to do it. See, this is the thing. Gary brought this up the other day. Gary, mm-hmm. didn't you say you, that you saw a video of Russell working, working with his wideouts yeah, already? already. Somewhere. Mm-hmm. See, that's the thing. that it, It's unrealistic, and I know it's not going to happen. 
But, I mean, if if he's serious about, oh, I want to win a Super Bowl and I'm the leader and I'm a team guy because all this nonsense about, oh, guys want to come play for me and, you know, I got this guy for this amount of money. I got this guy for that amount of money. Well, okay, that's all hogwash because they've got nobody to come here to play with him at this point. So from that perspective, that's not happening fine. So if it's going to be the draft and if it's all about winning a ring, then he's got to go above and beyond to make sure that him and these young wide receivers, if that's the route they're going to go, are on the same page. So when they get to training camp, they've already got some established team, some established chemistry with each other, and it's not an entire learning process the entire camp. Aaron Rodgers firmly believes that training camp is enough time for that to happen. Of course, because he doesn't want to spend the offseason doing football stuff. Uh, maybe that, or maybe he just believes that there's enough time. Right? Let's just take it at face value. He believes that there's enough time in training camp for that to happen. Uh, and as Matt LaFleur said this morning, he showed last year that Aaron Rodgers can show up training camp day one and go win an MVP. Those are with receivers he's played with. That's not the same thing. Hold on, Sparky. Hold on. As I reminded Matt LaFleur as soon as he said that, yeah, but he had Devontae Adams last year. This is a different year. So I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm just relaying how Aaron Rodgers views this. It's not a lackadaisical thing. It, he believes that if he hits training camp hard and they grind, that there's enough time in, in that, that framework for it to happen. Now, we'll see. I, we're going to see because he's, <laughs> he's not showing up for the offseason program. So we're going to see if, if he's right about this. And maybe he is, maybe he's not. But and the other thing to keep in mind, too, yeah, Aaron Rodgers showed up training camp day one. Won an MVP, had Devontae Adams, laid an absolute dud week one. Yeah. One of the worst games yep. of his career. Yep. Uh, so that that can matter. It didn't matter last year. They were one seed even with, with that dud. So it, it didn't matter. It was irrelevant. Whatever happened in Jacksonville against the Saints last year did not matter. But it could this year. So I'm, I'm with you. Yeah, I mean, this is this is the year. If, if there's ever going to be a year, this is the year that Aaron Rodgers could benefit and, 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 and the Packers offense could benefit from from him being a part of the offseason program. But he, he it's not a lackadaisical thing with him. He believes that there's enough time in training camp to get up to speed. Okay, I know we're going to talk about receivers. Let's get to the offensive line. We hinted at that a little bit. But I read something uh, throughout, well, it was at the end of the year when David Bakhtiari was trying to come back. And that this his knee was very troublesome. Uh, you get fluid built up on it every time he went out, and that's why he wasn't able to play. And it's happened on several occasions. Uh, maybe he had to have another surgery. What What are the concerns uh, with David Bakhtiari really uh, coming back and being healthy? And I played with guys who have had that uh, injury, ACL, MCL injury, and when they came back, they used to have to get their knee drained like every Monday. And it became a chronic injury. What are the thoughts of really that Bakhtiari can return back to form from that uh, knee surgery? Well, we really don't know. And the concern is that he can't, right? I mean, that's a possibility. And it's not through a lack of work ethic. Uh, Everyone with the Packers said that David Bakhtiari put every ounce of effort into getting back. And they really believed once he returned for those 27 snaps in Detroit that he was back. They thought that, that it was smooth sailing after that, 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 that those were quality snaps, as, as Brian Gudikins called him yesterday, and that he w- they were in the clear, and then he missed the playoff game two weeks later, which is an indicator of what this injury might be, right? So long-term, we, we don't know. He's, we know that he's got the entire offseason now to, to take it easy on that knee, to rest, to strengthen it, to get it into playing shape. Uh, we won't know until he plays if that's going to be a problem or not. Uh, it's going to be very interesting to see. Talk with Ryan Wood of the Green Bay Press Gazette Packers beat writer. Follow him on Twitter at by Ryan Wood. Uh, what about uh, the news now on Jair Alexander? I, I saw the quote yesterday, uh, and my first thought was, why are we telling the NFL now uh, in March of what we plan on doing in the regular season? I mean, that could be something that they realize in the first regular season game when Jair Alexander decides uh, that he's going to start shadowing somebody's number one wide receiver wherever they line up. I guess I was surprised that they put it out there. Now, as a media member, you love it, obviously. Uh, but from an actual strategy standpoint, it, I, I guess it might have been better served to keep that under wraps. I, I don't know. I, they basically said that water is wet with Jair Alexander. It, it, NFL teams aren't dummies. They, they, they see the, the roster, the depth chart. And if you're looking at a, a top three of Jair Alexander, Rasul Douglas, and Eric Stokes, only one of them play inside. And it ain't Rasul Douglas and it ain't Eric Stokes. So it's, it's obvious 
that that the plan is for Jair Alexander to play a significant portion of snaps inside. Now that could change in the draft. We'll see. But right, it's an obvious thing right now. It's also kind of a rock and a hard place. And this this thing's going to be brewing. Uh, if you're Jair Alexander and you're heading into the final year of your contract, and rightly you're expecting market setting money within the next year, what does that mean? Jalen Ramsey, he, he's top of the market right now, twenty million dollars a year. That that number that that Jair Alexander expects to sign for is going to start with a two on on annual salary. He's he's expecting to to make over twenty million dollars a year on his next contract, and you don't get that as a slot corner. It's, it's the perimeter guys that shut down half the field in coverage that get that kind of money. Um, if you're Jair Alexander, it'd, it'd be an awfully fair thing to think, okay, let me play inside because I'm the guy that's with the skill set to do that. Everyone knows that. Pay me. G- g- give me the give me the money, and then then I'll do whatever you want. I'll, I'll go inside then. But going into the final year of your contract, black guys don't get paid that kind of money, and Jair Alexander knows that. So I think it's going to be very very interesting how that plays out from a business side because that that goes off the field that that's not just the football this is football wise it's obvious Jared alexander is your slot for he's got all the tools but it's a business decision would it surprise you at all that they take a cornerback high thinking that they may not sign jair wouldn't surprise me no i that you know very very little in the draft ever surprises me anymore i think my my second no my first draft that i ever covered it was an obvious cornerback draft. It was 2015. I scoured every single corner in that draft. I think everyone knew they're drafting a corner. They drafted Demarius Randall. Never even, never even looked into him. Why? Because he's listed as a safety. He, he was a safety in college. They drafted him to play corner. There is very few surprises in the draft. It would not surprise me if they drafted a corner high. Um, they need to draft receivers. We know that. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably need to sign one, too. But th- there's a lot of ways that they can go. The good thing for the Packers, they have a lot of flexibility there. When you have four picks in the top 59, there's a lot of options on the table. You know, Ryan, the the other part of this, I, I think from a Packers perspective, is, and Matt LaFleur has talked about, the fact that because of how much this coaching staff has changed uh, this offseason, that the offense is going to have some tweaks uh, in differences to what it maybe looked like uh, last year or the year before that. Any idea of which way this offense may be running? Because I think a lot of Packer fans go, look, if if the wide receiver position doesn't get fixed the way you want it to get fixed, maybe it becomes more about the running backs um, and utilizing them more than maybe they have in the past, even though 12 is the quarterback. I think you're absolutely right. It's possible that within team facilities, they're not seeing the receiver position with as dire of a need as we all are outside, and what that you look at, you look at the roster and how it's constructed. Obviously, they have Aaron Rodgers, so you got that that quarterback position taken care of. That's that's the first priority, but they're built differently. They've they've they, Brian Gudikin said before the combine he felt like he had a defense that was salty enough to go win games, and they did that time and time again last year. They, they, really, they, they they did it in the playoff game too. They just couldn't get anything going on offense. But when when you keep the opposing team out of the end zone in a playoff game, you expect to win that game. They've only added to that. They, they, they got Devondre Campbell back. They got Russell Douglas back. They went and they got Jaron Reed. They're as deep on defensive line as they've been in years. That's a guy that's going to give them 30 snaps a game. And, and Brian Gutekind said yesterday he thinks that Jaron Reed has, has some better pass rush than, than they've had there uh, as, in a secondary role behind Kenny Clark at some time. Uh, and then on the offensive side, you've got an offensive line that, that could be very good. We'll see about David Boxiari. We'll see how Elton Jacobs comes back. But if those, both those guys are healthy, you've got a stud offensive line. You've got two number one running backs behind Aaron Rodgers. This team could be built to win differently than they have in the past. Where it's not, you know, And I, I asked Matt LaFleur this morning, uh, is the receiver position less important because of how you're constructing? He said, not necessarily, because – Playmakers on the perimeter lead to explosive plays, and in this league, when you have explosive plays, that's how you get points. Uh, but they, they could, they could absolutely grind games out. That they're built for for that tough brand of football in a way that they haven't been sometimes. I saw Lafleur talk about Rich Passaccia uh, and what he's going to bring uh, to the table for the Packers special teams. It appears, uh, based on the quote that I saw from you on Twitter, uh, that Passaccia is going to be a fiery dude uh, come training camp. Yeah, we haven't talked to him yet, and, and Matt LaFleur was, uh, he, he asked me, I guess, talked to me, I went, no, and he's like, just wait, to buckle up, 
because this guy is intense. He, he, I, don't, I don't know if I can say the P word on, the, on, on these airways, but he, he called him the P word. Uh, it, it, it rhymes with Rick uh, as, as his personality. I mean, he's, he's a really prickly guy, and he's an intense guy. And he, he thinks that, that Rich Passaccia is not only going to he, – he, he's excited to see how he's going to interact with not only his special team guys, but that attitude, how that will permeate throughout the entire team. Uh, that intensity that, that he'll bring in that coordinator position. It, it's it's going to be fun to watch. It, it really is. And I would say this, um, and I'm glad they spent the money to go get the special teams coach, but they need to, you know, they need to upgrade that. But what about the players, though, that they're looking to have to play special teams? Are they now changing their the, the, the way they're thinking to have some of their frontline players play on the special teams? Yeah, I, I – they they were even more open to that later in the season. I mean, they started playing Alan Lazard or Rasul Douglas more reps on special teams late in the year, and I, I think that you're going to see that carry over. The other thing too, Brian Gudikins made it very clear with, with, with Pat O'Donnell, it was a consistency thing, and, and and holding was a big part of that. Corey Bajorquez has as talented of a left leg as there is in the NFL. I mean, some of the bombs that he dropped last year, the 82 yarder in Chicago, right. uh, not every punter can do that. But then he disappeared for the final six he games. Did. The consistency was not there, and that was a problem. Packers were, were not pleased with that. And a problem throughout the entire year, and not just this past season, but in his entire career. Since, since he broke in with, with New England and Buffalo, Corbin Horquez is not good at holding the football on PATs and, and field goals. It, he's, it's always been an issue for him. And, and he said that, that you know, Brian Gukin said that that was a factor as well. So they're, they're, they've been aggressive. At, at, uh, on, on special teams. They've hired a new coordinator. They've changed punters. Uh, I think that you're probably going to see more willingness to, to play starters there. They know that they've got a team that can win it all, and, and they don't want to see special teams prevent that from happening again. And I totally get that. No question. I totally get that. Rich Passaccia, again, not that there's pressure per se. You can't be worse than you were last year. You were 32nd in the NFL last year in special teams. So even if, if Passaccia improves that special teams unit to – say 20. I think Packer fans would take that at this point. Hey, tournament is still going, going on again this weekend, and spring training games are on, and the place to watch all the big games while enjoying your own indoor games is Q Club of Wisconsin. Plenty of TVs to watch the games on while you play your favorite indoor games in their huge entertainment game room. Settle down to some awesome food from loaded burgers, wraps, wings, plus their Wednesday and Friday fish fries piled up. Ha! <laughs> With all the extras, visit their Facebook page or QClubOfWI.com for menu and weekend live entertainment updates. Q Club of Wisconsin, North Grandview Boulevard in Waukesha. Up next, Rami Makloff joins the madness and tells us what's coming up on his show at 3. Sparky's Midday Madness, presented to you by the Milwaukee Admirals, MilwaukeeAdmirals.com, affordable family funds. We broadcast live from the Lakeland University studios, offering evening and online master's programs. Learn more at lakeland.edu slash get started. Rami Makaloff in the house, so he gets ready to do the Rami show Hi, 3 there. to 6 this afternoon. How are you? Um, Yeah, I'm doing all right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're all right. Doing okay. That didn't sound good. You uh, had somebody out there doing it. They go, um, yeah, yeah. That's never. I don't think that's a good. I don't think that's good. Yeah, man. Just got a lot of stuff going on. But yeah, yeah. I, I but, feel you. But it's it's okay though. I feel you. Yeah, I mean, just you know, got baseball stuff with the kids. Mm. Now we're adding soccer to the one kid schedule. That's not good. Uh, and then we've got a baby coming, so right. got all the baby, baby doctor baby stuff going on. Wow. So we got that happening. So I got Christmas trees to take down. So I got that to do. Still got Christmas trees. Damn, That's the, the two in the basement that nobody sees. But uh, yeah, so I, I want to work on maybe doing that tonight, possibly. But wow. uh, yeah, other than that, and I said stuff I feel here at the radio you? station. I said I, f- I don't feel you. That's way more than I got going on. I got, what do you have going on? I mean, I got work. You know, I got to come here every day. What uh, else? That's I, like every other human being I, that has work. Yes, working okay. out. You know, yeah. gotta work out and stay in shape. I'm gonna go back to the gym tonight. Take care of my dog. Got to take care of the boy. You know, he needs care and attention. Um, I got stand-up comedy. I'm headlining at Club Garibaldi. You already said that yesterday in uh, Bayview. This Man, you've Friday. got a Twitter account. Use your Twitter account. And uh, public craft brewing in Kenosha Never on Saturday. I'm sure it's great though. 
It looks like it's new. It was. It wasn't there when I lived there. I know there that. is a lot of stuff. Yeah. That wasn't there. Looks when like I a lived nice there. spot. I was just down there last weekend mm-hmm. uh, at Dick's Sporting Goods in Kenosha. Mm-hmm. I could not believe all the stuff that was not there when I was down there. Like Baker Street. Remember Baker Street, mm-hmm. the restaurant Baker Street. That's gone. That's it's there, but it's being gutted, and there's a dumpster out there and everything else. Loved going to that restaurant. Yeah, that was like going down memory lane, and then. Where they have the the Dick Sporting Goods and the Target on Highway 50 now going towards the interstate. Yeah, that's right and over by my parents' house. All the new restaurants mm-hmm. and everything else over there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're down there more than I am, obviously. Yeah. I just I could not believe all the stuff. So if you're in Kenosha, and building public, like crazy craft apartments and everything Saturday else. Where night. is it? Uh, I'm not here. Hold on, let me check. It's always good not to know where you're promoting. I didn't. I don't know the address. I know it's in Kenosha. And it's called Public Craft Brewing. Kenosha's is kind of big. I mean, bigger. I don't have an address. I, thought I, I might think have I an saw address, the. But I don't have an address. They're up to almost 170,000 people based on the census in really? Kenosha now. Yep. How about that? That's blowing up. Yeah, no question. All right, so what do you got coming up on your show? Coming up on the show today, Steve Sparky Pfeiffer. Where are you at with uh, Christian Yelich? This is it. Last year. I heard you talk about it yesterday. I'm with you. This is it. But the problem is you're screwed, so it doesn't really matter. I mean, even if he sucks, you're still stuck with him because nobody's going to take that contract. So you're stuck. I mean, I'll tell you one thing. I was thinking of Tim Allen today. 628 58th Street. So that's down by the lake, kind yeah. of. Yeah. Yeah. Right there on Highway 158. Um, I was thinking of Tim Allen this morning. I'm reading mm-hmm. this piece on Cody Bellinger, for, uh, Bellinger from the Dodgers. Mm-hmm. And, you know, nothing irritates Tim Allen more than somebody that doesn't take it to heart when they're not playing well or when the team's losing and they act like nothing is wrong and that mm-hmm. whole thing. And this whole piece on Cody Bellinger being awful in spring training and striking out at a crazy alarming rate in spring training. This year? Yeah. Okay. And he's and last year he was garbage he until was bad. until yeah. the postseason, and then he just quit trying to hit home runs and, and batting average climbed. But um, talking about, oh, yeah, yeah, I wasn't good last year, but I, you know, I don't let it affect my mood. I'm still positive, still happy, still in a good mood. You know, it's all good. No big deal. Yeah, I struck out a lot in spring training. That's all right. Just getting him out of the way for the regular season. I'll be fine. You know, no big deal. I mean, and just completely like. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.